When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Get in the know, non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. We like that. You like that. I just said that we liked it. You like that. And we like you guys, the Purple Daily audience. December football here. Vikings coming off a bye. They got the Raiders on Sunday. And we are here for some daily Vikings entertainment, a state of the offense edition of Purple Daily, where we just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die. And boys, before we uh, dive into the Josh Dobbs discussion here, maybe even a little quarterback speculation, a random Viking of the week, let's shout out our friends over at Sound Story. So Sound Story, we've been telling you guys for a couple weeks, uh, Joe Buck even came on and he and he's been a part of Sound Story these last couple of years. So this could be the perfect holiday gift for you. Somebody just hit me up on Twitter and asked uh, if, if I could perhaps be the professional quote unquote interviewer that sits down with their loved one. And that's what sound story is. It's a professionally produced hour long conversation where we capture the stories, the memories of the, 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 the different highlights and milestones of someone in your life's timeline. Think of it as a podcast professionally produced with a professional interviewer. You can choose me at mysoundstory.com if you go to the Minneapolis section, and we will have recorded conversations with that loved one that you can preserve for generations in your family. Uh, Sound Story starts at just $3.99, but you can go to mysoundstory.com and enter the promo code PURPLE to get the holiday special of 10% off a gift certificate. That's promo code PURPLE at mysoundstory.com to get 10% off a gift certificate. Sound Story for you, for them, forever. Josh Dobbs might not be forever the Vikings quarterback, but he will be against the Raiders this weekend. So instead of going through all the different uh, state of the offense stats that we did last Thursday, because it's all pretty much the same, mm-hmm. I just want to have an open discussion with you guys here, starting with this question. We can get to some of Kevin O'Connell's quotes and what he said, but is it the right decision to turn back to Josh Dobbs as the Vikings are going to do against the Raiders? So I don't know. But I am fine with it because, and here's why. Here's why I'm glad that O'Connell didn't string this along like some of his predecessors certainly did, and why some coaches to this day would do this. You know, you'll find out. You'll find out on Sunday who we bring out. But I think, given the circumstances that the Vikings are in currently with their quarterback situation, and the fact that they had a bye week after the very disappointing loss to the Bears, I trust that O'Connell had time to sit down, as he talked about in his press conference, and Dobbs talked about this too on Wednesday, and watch film 
and sort of consider things, consider the best option, consider what both sides did wrong. Like Dobbs had a terrible game, but O'Connell didn't call it a, a great game. Yeah. And I think it was our friend uh, Dave Campbell from the Associated Press. One of the first questions to O'Connell after he made the announcement on the quarterback was Dave tried to phrase it very diplomatically about, did you just have a bad game calling plays for him or not feature him? And Kevin did a really good job of sidestepping that question. But there were indications that he did agree with Dave and that it wasn't his best game. And so the one thing is, you know, when you get to this point, right, your starting quarterback is out. And there's a bunch of teams in the same predicament. Your starting quarterback is out. And now you're sort of faced with this, okay, we acquired this guy in a trade. He's really a career backup. We've got Nick Mullins. He's really a career backup. And Jared Hall is a is a project. I honestly don't think Jaron Hall was a part of this discussion. That's my personal opinion. But when you're at yeah. that point, when you're at that point in time, I'm going to trust that a guy like O'Connell is going to basically try to make the call that he feels is the best and that it can't, that it's not going to be this like, oh my God, how could you not start Nick Mullins? He's so good, right? Yeah. So so I, I've always thought, one, this is a very difficult situation as a coach to be put into. But two, that it's not as if there's a great option here. You know, to, to go back to what, what we talked about with uh, uh, Patrick earlier today, you know, when it was Brad Childress trying to pick between Tavares Jackson, Brooks Bollinger, and Kelly Holcomb, right? <laughs> Brad would act like it was this, you know, we'll uh, tell you on Sunday, uh, rocket, you know, this uh, is, uh, I'm a rocket red. science. Uh, uh, yeah, no, no, it's not a great option. These are not great op options. So I do think it's smart. If O'Connell basically went back to the drawing board, is now communicating with Dobbs, and they're just trying to come up with a game plan that can at least work for Sunday. Yeah, yeah, I, I think it's smart to just stick with Dobbs here, at least for another week. Um, the Vikings, although are in a jammed pack NFC wildcard picture after losing the last two games, is that Stellar or is that Maya? That's Maya. That Maya? Maya has Ma some Maya takes is, on Dobbs. Maya Maya's is not happy. Maya is more of a Nick Mullins well, kind of gal, not, I think. Maya, it's not time for the Nutrisource read I was yet. Just say, calm down. Okay. You know what I heard? Calm down. I heard Maya took a bath on Vikes Bears. <laughs> Oof. And oh, that yeah, there she, was that she bet a lot on that oh, game and boy. it cost her, and she's still mad about it. That's what yeah, I heard. She always, she always bets uh yeah, she also lost uh, she bets she bets against the Bears. She always bets the dogs, uh, right. Georgia, and she was she thought they were gonna get to the playoffs. Join the club, so Maya. Join the club. She's got the Huskies still, yeah. but she oh, you, lost the dogs. Oh, oh, De uh, oh Declan really lost. Yeah, I, I lost money over the weekend on the dogs too, so I completely understand that. Um but I, I think it's important just to stick with Dobbs here. And, and I liked uh, how, honestly, open both Dobbs and KOC, where I went back and read most of the transcript. I didn't watch a lot of the press comments, but I read most of the transcript of the presser and how both Dobbs and KOC sat down to figure out ways to be better. Um, and they watched a lot of film together. And yeah, I, I think KOC probably knows that he didn't call maybe the best game for Dobbs, but also Dobbs does have to be in the position uh, to make plays and make throws that KOC called upon. So I think it's the right move sticking with Dobbs for now. You had success. You get your star wide receiver back too, so you get to see how Dobbs plays with Justin Jefferson. So for now, yeah, I, I don't think it was like an earth-shattering move to stick with Josh Dobbs, the quarterback out of the bye. I think that, yeah, I think I agree with something Judd said a few minutes ago, which is like, we can sharpen this pencil all we want, and like, oh my gosh, was it the right decision, wrong decision? There is no great decision here, unless unless... 
Kirk Cousins can find the magical well that Aaron Rodgers has supported us uh, has supposedly been you know soaking his Achilles in the last couple months. Ugh. You know they don't they don't have like another starting level quarterback now. Dobbs at his best, which is what we kind of saw against Atlanta and New Orleans. Like if you could just take Josh Dobbs at his best, that would be awesome because then you get this super mobile athletic dude who can make plays down the field, who can do these dynamic things that, that Kirk really can't. But what we're seeing is, you know, sometimes the difference between a backup quarterback and a starting quarterback is the mistakes that you don't make. And he has been from, I mean, literally from like the minute he stepped on the field in a crazy emergency and unfair situation in Atlanta where he sort of takes the panic safety and then he throws a panicked interception. He recovered in major fashion. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we've seen that he can, sh- he can shipwreck a game like pretty much no one we've seen play quarterback for the Vikings in a long time. And we're so used to Kirk Cousins who rarely will shipwreck a game like that. But, you know, I think it's fair to say he's not going to be like the long-term answer at quarterback like any speculation we dove into about okay if he keeps playing this way maybe there's like a geno smith contract to be had i think we're kind of past that at this point but it is fair to say justin jefferson's coming back okay you're gonna get this amazing weapon that you didn't have access to for the first month and i want to read you some of kevin o'connell's comments maybe o'connell after spending two weeks deep breath bye week self-reflection maybe he's going to be able to mold this thing a little bit more to josh dobbs strength so this is what the star tribune wrote yesterday uh, after the vikings arrived at their bye week with an unceremonious 12 to 10 loss to the bears dobbs texted o'connell asking if the coach had time to review the game film uh, of that bears game and o'connell's like all right yeah i mean that's uh if you want to watch that again we can make our eyes bleed so they sit down together And the meeting became kind of an unhurried study of the Vikings offense. And the team simply hadn't had time to conduct such a study since Dobbs came in on October 31st. It's all just been like, you know, we got to go, we got to go, we got to go. But it also provided a setting for a candid conversation about Dobbs place in the offense. Kevin O'Connell said, quote, here's what I, here's what I said. I'm going to do to Josh. I'm going to study what this inventory of plays looks like. I appreciate spending some time with you, Josh, to get some clarity on exactly where you're at within the offense right now. Things that maybe we can do to help you incorporate, to make you feel as comfortable as you possibly can within the offense, because there's 10 other guys out there that also have to feel comfortable with what we're doing. And then I articulated to him, KOC said, hey, I'm going to go through a process. The same process that led us to really feeling strongly about going to get you in a trade is what we're going to go through to evaluate what's best for our football team in terms of the play sheet. I believe when you communicate that way, regardless of the answer, uh, it's about looking people in the eye and telling them the truth. So out of this, it sounds like the Vikings are going to give Dobbs more shotgun snaps this week, more hurry-up offense, which, I mean, that's what was successful the first couple games is not necessarily like hurry-up in terms of, you know, there's benefits to keeping the defense on the field and they can't call plays and twists and whatnot, but it's also KOC gets more time in the hurry-up to talk to Dobbs in the headset until the headset cuts out at 15 seconds. So, and defenses can't adjust. Yep. So can't like, stop personnel necessarily. I'm okay with all of this logic. Okay, we're going to take a deep breath. We're going to go in. We're going to mold some things. We're going to try it. Yep. But if he recklessly takes another, you know, if he takes another intentional grounding or throws a bad interception, I'm also telling Nick Mullins, hey, man, just be ready. Be ready KFC on the second series of the game. Yep. Like early in his uh, comments on Wednesday, he said exactly that. Like mm-hmm. he basically said, Nick Mullins will be standing by me 
and yes. and he will have a parachute on so we can throw him right in. Um, but I think there's some. So Kevin also uh, uh, brought up, and I found this to be intriguing. Was he also said, and he's right, that when you went back and looked at the film of the Bears game, there was a lot of culpability on offense to go around. So like it, it looks like Dobbs and and as as Booney and uh, Jeremiah Serrells told us on trenches on Monday or Tuesday, you know, coaches can't see like you're on the sideline, right? So you're calling plays, you're constantly trying to come up with a new play, and you don't have a a all twenty two view. So like you don't see a lot of things. Yeah. So O'Connell O'Connell said, yeah, I sort of watched the film, and yeah, Dobbs was not good, but the rest of my my offense and probably his play calling as well was not great. And so I think that that plays a, a role and I'll give you like a small thing that I think is a big thing when you don't have a quarterback who you can entirely trust. Okay. And I don't mean to pick on this guy, but it's so simple. Alexander Madison and go back to the play where, uh, where Jeremiah and Booney broke it down. Right. Yeah. And there's a big hole there. And it's what first down, I believe. And he, instead of going right through that hole and taking what's there, he decides to bounce it outside. And now he gains like a yard or something. Okay. So now, now the next play doesn't work out as well. The whole thing is screwed up. So now you're putting Josh Dobbs. Third and nine. Third and Exactly. They know you're going to pass. Yeah. I'm not absolving him, but I'm saying if Alexander Madison on first down does the right thing, which he, which Josh Dobbs needs him to do. Yeah. So, so like that's where it's probably not fair. And we all, including me, blame QBs because it's the simplest thing. But that's the type of thing. The other thing I'd like to clarify, and I don't know if you guys agree with me on this or not, but I feel like there's been this whole thing about, well, the choices were Josh Dobbs, Nick Mullins, or Jaron Hall. Because Jaron yeah. Hall for a series and a half in Atlanta looked good. Number one, I think, again, what Alex and Jeremiah said is probably locker room wise, correct, which is if you had gathered the team on Monday and said, "Okay, boys, (laughs) I've been thinking this over and we're going to Jaron Hall in the mind of veteran players. That is basically saying we are going to take a look at at a guy because I don't trust us now. I I basically think the playoffs are are a pipe dream and I don't trust us. And you're past and, the point of tanking now, right? It's December. Oh, God, yeah. Like, and you can't do that to veterans now. Like, like you can't. Not now. And fans are going to, to say, but hold on a second. I saw Jared Hall play against the Falcons, and he looked good. And I think the answer is this. Everyone in that room knows that when you took Hall as a fifth-round Project QB, there was never an intention to play him. He yeah. only played because Mullins was hurt. So I don't think that as um, O'Connell contemplated this decision, I don't think in fairness to anyone, probably including Jaron, that he was ever in the mix. I think this was solely a uh, Dobbs-Mullins decision that landed on Dobbs. Yep. Yep, I think you're right about that. Um, But is there a world where, just to explore this for a second, Jaron Hall looked pretty competent in the, what, two drives before he got knock silly with the concussion. I agree with what those guys, Jeremiah and Alex were saying, which is if you've got Nick Mullins is Nick Mullins has started a bunch of games in the NFL before he was the backup to Kirk for two years. You know, he's a capable, competent backup. So, you know, you know that he's a professional that he's done it before. And then Dobbs looks super dynamic. So I understand what they're saying, which is like, Oh, we're going to turn this rookie. But is there a chance that Jaron Hall 
who's also been studying this system now, going back to OTAs and minicamps, and by all accounts is making progress. Could he actually be the best option for the Vikings? I mean, Brock Purdy stepped into a really good car. I'm not saying the Vikings car is the same as the Niners was last year, but Brock Purdy was drafted later than Jaron Hall, and he stepped in with kind of like a little bit undersized, some mobility, but hey, you got weapons, you got you got a great left tackle. You know, are we overlooking Jaron Hall in, in in terms of like who's the best guy to generate wins in December and January? So I think from I think the answer to your question might be yes, but here's the problem. I think the political hot potato that this would become internally is why like Brock Purdy had to start. San Francisco was at the end of their rope. And and the Vikings in in Atlanta were sort of the same thing, right? So I think the opportunity to say, hey, you know what, Jaron Hall, let's start him. Let's see. We have to. I yeah. think that that's passed. I don't think, like, among the most important things that that it's my opinion that people, that fans and media don't consider enough are team and locker room dynamics. And so I think that Jaron Hall, to answer your question, the answer might be yes. To start Jaron Hall would be sending a message that I think we don't appreciate enough would would be uh, waving a white flag in some ways. That's the thing is this becomes political. This becomes a, hey, guys, uh, support Jaron Hall. And half the team is like, hold on a second here. If we're going to take a look at 2024, what the hell have we been doing rebounding from a one and four start? That's where this gets. And and look, fans and, and our show can argue that. I'm fine with that, but I've always thought it's, but I've always thought the most important and incredible dynamic that is hard to consider is how actual professional athletes feel about things. And the dynamic of the locker room is for sure important, but the most important thing in 2024 of the quarterbacks is centered on Jaron Hall. Like Josh Dobbs and Nick Mullins aren't necessarily really part of future plans as a franchise quarterback. Like Dobbs has been fun and he could be a stopgap option. But he is not a franchise QB. It's the mystery box and the ceiling of Jaron Hall of, hey, if this guy could step in the last six weeks of the season, take them to the playoffs, hell, maybe they win a playoff game, you potentially have your quarterback question answered long term. Where Josh Dobbs and Nick Mullins, in my opinion, do not provide you that, no matter what, if it's a wild card berth and out or you miss the playoffs Jaron Hall, in my opinion, is the one you have. An, you have a you have a situation where you can actually answer a very important question at the most important position in football. Yeah, I mean, to that point, I think like if you were to put a percentage on each of these three guys, so Dobbs, Mullins, and then Jaron Hall, what's the percentage chance that they are the solution for you, 2024 through 2026? Let's say at quarterback, Mullins is a, is a zero percent, right? He's yeah. a mm-hmm. he's a capable backup. What percentage would you put on Dobbs and Jaron Hall? Both you guys. Is it more? Is it 5%? Is it, I mean, Jaron Hall's not high either. But yeah, to Declan's point, low. it's like we're not, we haven't right. ruled him out yet because he hasn't been a journeyman but, across six teams in five years or whatever. But Dex's point is how fans and media think. That's what I'm saying. O'Connell and the Vikings themselves are stuck in a catch uh, 22 because players don't think like, Dex thinks like if they, they lose to the Raiders to me well here's if, what I'll say if they lose to the Raiders and now there's they've lost three in a row there's now they're out of playoff position I mean they would still be 
They'd right still be there. In it. That's, that's the issue. But if, <laughs> let's say Dobbs plays like absolute garbage again, and you've just like, okay, that was super fun. We're always going to remember the Falcons game. That was a blast. The Pastronaut. All right. You know, yep. whatever. By the way, scorenearth.com slash shop to get your Pastronaut hoodies. It's great. They're very well designed and they're very creative. But if, he, if they yeah, lose nice. and he plays like garbage, I would then start Jaron Hall against the Bengals. I don't need to see Nick Mullins. And as my playoff hopes get a little bit lesser, the gap between like Nick Mullins and Jaron Hall, if there even is one, it wouldn't be that insulting to the locker room. Like I think, I think right now it makes sense. Okay, Dobbs, let's try it one more time. But if he comes right. out, fumbles twice, throws a couple picks, you lose to the Raiders. I'm starting Jaron Hall against the Bengals so I can watch him for a month before I have to hit the offseason and make a bunch of big like organizational decisions. Is that you is that fair? One hundred percent. That's exactly what I would do. This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad? Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom, and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. It's fair to me, but I don't think he'd do it. I don't think you they. Think go, I don't you think, think would they go to Mullins? I think they would have. I think they would have to be out of a playoff spot to start. But they probably again. won't be for the next. I know. That's the I issue. guess if they, I don't think they're going to lose the next two. But I also didn't think they were going to lose to the Bears at home. So I look. I totally get what both of you guys are saying, and I don't disagree with it. I'm just saying that that I found it interesting. The two guys who played basically said, "Hold on a second. You're telling me now that see those." There's nobody in that room right now who cares from a player standpoint about 24. Nobody. Right. So that's, so but, that's but Jaron is, Hall wouldn't be all they about don't want to look 24. I don't disagree. I think players disagree. You think so? They do. They saw him play. They saw him. They, they drove right down the field. I mean, we don't. The problem is we don't know what but the Josh practice Dobbs, vibe is. And we Josh can't Dobbs see. looked great in the Falcons game. Like, that's the thing about it is what's sustainable this all comes back to one thing you're in the predicament that they're they're in right now it pretty much sucks it does suck it just does. Uh, which which is why they're like in in the in the face of no great options you might as well choose the one that's at least like after hey, the I, Dobbs game here you might as well choose the unknown option which is what Declan was saying. it wouldn't bother me one bit I just don't think I don't think O'Connell I don't know what he can sell or, or not but if they basically fall out yeah I'd start Jaron Hall for sure do you want to speculate even more recklessly here Thursday. Reckless okay. speculation. All right, let's uh, let's do this. I want a mock. Mock. Let's let's go six months into the future here, or not six months. Man, time flies. More like four months into the future, like the lead up to the draft. Okay. Mm-hmm. So uh, we're. I'm I'm just grabbing this mock draft from Pro Football Network. There's any number of mocks you grab. The Pro Football Network has a mock draft hot off the presses here this morning. In fact, wow, 6.30 a.m. Eastern Time. 5.30 Central Time, this thing came out. I wonder if they scheduled that's that schedule or if there was, somebody that's was... Schedule. That's, that's think a so? schedule release. That's schedule. No one got up and hammered it out at that hour. Joe no Roback, just, he doesn't sleep. He waits to click send on Pro Football Network. Joe, when mark. are you coming to bed? I'm not. I'm sorry, mock. honey. Mock. I'm mocking. And I don't care. It's our wedding night. <laughs> I'm in here mocking. But, honey, okay. My question for you is, what would you do if you're the Vikings here, if the draft plays out this way? 
All right. Cool. So actually, number one, the Chicago Bears take uh, Joe Alt, the offensive tackle from Notre Dame, which is super interesting that they would say, we're going to stick with Justin Fields and go get some offensive line help. You know, we'll see. See if that happens. So that means the Patriots then take, this is crazy, the Patriots would take Drake May, number two, and then Caleb Williams would fall number three to the Cardinals. Now, there have been some questions about Caleb Williams in terms of the way he's been handling these losses. And, yep. you know, he's he's had a little bit of a toot at the podium after some yep. of these losses. So, yep. but uh, I don't I don't think it's a stretch to say that, like, after the first three picks, both May and Caleb Williams are off the board in some fashion, maybe not this way. And then uh, Joe Alt or the Penn State tackle could be like the third guy in the top three. So it's not that far-fetched. Okay. okay, then you go down Marvin Harrison to the Bears at five. That would be great for them if they could Ooh. they could land uh, another great wide receiver. And then the third quarterback comes off the board, 11 to the Raiders, Jaden Daniels. So this is not, we did a mock with, with Doogie on Minnesota Sports with Mackie and Judd, one of our other podcasts. And Jaden Daniels was the third quarterback off the board for PFF, too. So that's that's becoming more of a prominent thing. Okay, let's keep going here. Uh, fourth quarterback off the board, 19th to the Falcons, Michael Penix from Washington. Mm-hmm. And so you're the Vikings now. You're sitting at 21 in this mock draft. And they have the Vikings, instead of taking, like, the fifth quarterback off the board, and they don't have trades here, taking Jared Verse, the edge rusher from Florida State, who has, like, nine sacks and has been wreaking havoc. So with Daniil Hunter set to become a free agent this offseason, the Vikings most likely look elsewhere for his replacement. Lucky for them, Florida State defensive end Jared Verse should be around when they pick. If it plays out this way and four quarterbacks come off the board. Now, J.J. McCarthy is still sitting out there. Bo Nix, like you could, there's a pretty deep list of quarterbacks here. Would you look to trade up, or would you say, you know what? No, we could use an edge. Let's stand pat, because we went through this exercise with Doogie where he said, what what did the Chiefs give up to go? Now, they went from 27 to 10. Yep. If the Vikings wanted to move up 21 into the top 10, it's a future first round pick. It's another like second or third round pick this year or next year. What would you do if four quarterbacks come off the board before it gets to 21? Would you look to be aggressive and get up in front and grab the third or fourth guy? Or would you just sit and grab an edge rusher or another position? Have I decided to let Hunter walk? And am I trying to re-sign Kirk? Because I'm not taking an edge rusher if I keep Hunter. Or if I know I'm going to, I would potentially keep one. I would, I would potentially still draft an edge, even and with a Daniel Hunter. Hunter. I mean, they have next to no pass rushers, man. Like who, who is the, who is their number? Even with Daniel Hunter next year, let's say he's signed. Who is their second best pass rusher on this team right now? Well, Wanham's a free agent, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. So, but here's your issue: they don't have one. Okay, let's say if Kirk. Okay, so are you now trying to keep Kirk? This is where you, but this is what sucks about the whole scenario. You have to, you might have to make that decision a month and a half before the draft, right? But you're going to know what, but you're going to have a good idea of what, of what people want. Like you, like you're going to know how the draft plays out. Like I'm saying, you're going to have to make a decision on Kirk before you know Mm -hmm. whether four quarterbacks come off the board in front of you. Right. But, but you can actively, but you, but if you make a decision and you resign Hunter and let Kirk walk, then, then you start to actively try to do what you just said, Phil, which is move up the draft. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't love committing. I don't love going into the draft committing to okay. We desperately have to trade up. 
Because then if the board falls, let's say other teams are doing it too, and the board falls quarterback, quarterback, and then like two other quarterbacks in the top eight, which could easily happen because teams get crazy. Now what's the price to go from 21 up to seven or something for the fourth? Well, this is where you, you'd like to leave your options open, but you might you might be boxed in. Right, but we're also talking about the potential for a decision uh, of drafting a quarterback in the top 10. And if you do that, you are you are saying to your team, this is our quarterback, like, immediate, like this is our guy. But see, wouldn't Hopefully it be nice, years. as part of this equation, wouldn't it be nice, because again, Kirk's a free agent, let's say you decide, hey man, sorry, like, even at a discount, we just... We're, we got to bring Daniil back. We got to find room for a Jefferson contract, a Darisaw contract. We just can't, we can't do it. Thank you so much. And Dobbs is a free agent and a backup, right? Wouldn't it be nice to know over the next month where Jaron Hall sits in all this? Because if Jaron Hall were to play really well for a month, I'm not saying he's like a an MVP like Brock Purdy, but if he plays really well, it makes you less desperate to have to trade up 15 spots in the first round. You could say, okay. We like Jaron Hall. He can drive this car pretty well. He can find yep. Justin Jefferson, Jordan Addison. So I think I think they do like him. Like I I think that they do. Like you keep in mind they've they have coached him and and see, seen him in practice. Like I think coaching staffs make decisions off of that as well. Yeah. So like there's there's a lot that we have not seen that they either probably are yay or nay on already. But yeah, I mean this is going to be. I, I'll continue to say it. This year plus is one of the most interesting since I've started to cover this team because of these question marks and because of what your strategy is going to be. And then most importantly, because until they prove that they're not, we now have to assume that this team is structured to find a quarterback. Like in the Spielman years, this is the type of stuff that made me go, oh, God, oh, no, no, don't do that. Yeah, Like this, but... is, the, like, th- this is the difference. If O'Connell but... can, you know, can get his guy – at least the first one, we have to assume he's going to get it right. And my, my only final point on this would be it's always better off not needing to draft a quarterback, right? Like you're always – and the Vikings have kind of put themselves well, in a spot right now where the only quarterback under – I mean, Nick Mullins is under contract next year, but it's a it, – I mean, the, 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 his cap, it's like $3 million and you probably yeah. look to buy that out and or you, you look to cut him and save that money. Um especially with Jaron Hall on your team, if Jaron Hall can be your backup. But you so, can do that by keeping Kirk, too. I know, but what I'm saying right now is the only quarter on your roster is right. Jaron Hall. Right. And Kirk, I think Kirk wants to come back, but mm-hmm. if the price doesn't match up, you might have a situation where you have to draft a quarterback in the first round, and I'm not super comfortable with that. So I'd like to know more about Jaron Hall in the next month in some form, if possible. Well, I would just say this. I think they have probably a pretty good idea right now of what they think of, of him without him playing in a ton of games. Like for, for us, it would be nice because it's yeah. a look-see of, hey, you looked really good for a very brief time against the Falcons. Can that be extended? They've seen him through training camp now, and I think he's got potential. Like I don't, th- I don't think he's a complete like just bust. I think he's got potential. But I, I also think it's going to become a very interesting and dicey situation because of all of the contracts coming up and who you prioritize and to Declan's point yeah I mean if you're gonna let Hunter walk I think you've got to draft a potential pass rushing option then in in the first round and that makes it more dicey yeah uh let's I think we should start doing this now now that we're in December here uh just like a playoff picture update 
So we're going to do that right now before we get to a random Viking of the week where we tell you sort of what the percentage chance is, where the tiebreakers sit. Presented by our friends, Judd, over at Surly. Crack a beer for the uh, stretch run here. Crack a before I die lager. Do it for us. Are you talking about what, one of these? Because I've always got one nearby. There Ladies and gentlemen, it can never be close enough. That's right. Right down here, I've got a before I die. You know why? Because it speaks to the mantra of this show. It speaks to the mantra of Vikings fans. Before I die is all about a lifestyle in which before we pass away, before we go to the great beyond, we just want to see a Super Bowl title. Now, the nice thing is, Surly, a ton of offerings. They're fantastic. Absolutely great. Furious. Logic Bomb. Um, I could go down a list, but you know what? Instead, head to your liquor store or your bar and see what they have from Surly because it's going to be delicious. And, of course, when you're sipping on a can of Surly, well, you know what we want to see. You Show us your cans on Twitter, on X, at Jay Zolgad, at Score North. You know, the quarterback situation might get dicey, but fortunately, because of Surly, the beer choices never do. Yeah. Uh, I'm over on prize picks right now, too, just trying to see. So they, they do have Josh Dobbs posted right now, now that it's official as of as of Wednesday. So with prize picks, you can win up to 25 times your money this football season. You select two or more players. You pick more or less on their projected stats, and you place your entry. So, Judd, if it were you, would you go more or less on 230 and a half passing yards for Josh Dobbs? Ooh, I'd go less. That's such an interesting number. I mean, it's if Justin really Jefferson number. gets loose for a right. forty-five yarder or something, right? You know? So I think you know. I think I would. I think I'm feeling frisky. I think right. the Raiders are, especially if if Max Crosby, because he didn't practice yesterday. If Max Crosby's not playing, I don't think Josh Dobbs is going to be as panicked, so he can sit there and kind of go through his progressions. I'd probably mm-hmm. take take more on that. Uh, and with basketball season here, you can now pick combo projections across football and basketball, so you can go like. You know, LeBron James and Travis Kelsey for a 10 and a half combo of three points made and reception. So uh, it's awesome. Prize Picks also offers Apple Pay for quick and easy deposits into your account this football season. PrizePicks.com slash Purple Daily and use the code Purple Daily for a first deposit match up to $100. That's PrizePicks.com slash Purple Daily with the code Purple Daily for a first deposit match up to $100. And okay, you heard her yelping earlier. I think. I think she saw like just another dog walking by the window and just, she's trying to say hi, but Maya Mackie, it's almost time for lunch and she loves her Nutrisource chicken and rice. Nutrisource, the official pet dog food of Purple Daily and Score North, boys. Yeah, Stella had, had me up at, uh, I think it was 7 a.m. today with that very look and she was pawing at my covers and she said, get the <laughs> hell up and get me my Nutrisource right now. Get me outside and get me a Nutrisource treat. And of course, I, I did that much like Declan takes care of the Vinster. Yep, Vinster does the same thing. It's holiday season, so, you know, he, he, like I said, that Christmas tree blocks the toy room, and if you just throw a Nutrisource treat into that closet, he will then willingly go in. But if uh, if there's no Nutrisource treats, he's not going in that closet. He needs he needs a little treat to get in there. Yeah, NutrisourcePetFoods.com. NutrisourcePetFoods.com. So here's the NFC playoff odds right now. In terms of percentage chance to make the playoffs, Eagles, Niners, Cowboys, and Lions are all 99%. So they're all pretty much in. Mm -hmm. Packers at 68% after rolling off a bunch of wins. Falcons at 60%. Vikings, 49%. Rams, 44%. All those teams are logjam. There's a decent chance the NFC North could produce three playoff teams. 
Yes, there is. About that. No, you're right. The Vikings have a 6% chance still to win the division, so you're telling me there's a chance. But according to ESPN.com, less than 1% chance to make the Super Bowl. So, not exactly. So the Packers' percentage is based on the fact that their schedule in the last, what, five games is easier? Is that correct? Yes, I believe they have, by strength of schedule, the easiest schedule remaining. But it does um, the Vikings, so that's good for the Vikings. They play at the Giants, home against the Buccaneers, at the Panthers, at the Vikings, and against the Bears. There's a really good chance the Packers go 4-1 and one to get to 10-7, and seven, and then it might just come down to tiebreakers. Now, the good news for the Vikings right now is with the conference tiebreaker, which could factor in here, the Vikings are 6-3 and three in conference. Packers four and three, Rams four and four, Seahawks five and four. Uh, Falcons are going to be in that conversation too if they fall out of their division lead. Like the Buccaneers could jump, but the Falcons are four and four in conference. So the Vikings have the best conference record of all their team, all the teams they're kind of you know fighting with right now. But yeah, I mean it's right now. If the playoffs started right now, Vikings are the sixth seed, Packers are the seventh seed. So right now, all three of those teams and the Lions, you know, the NFC North teams would get into the playoffs and the Vikings would be playing Detroit, right? Uh, Detroit at Detroit in the first yep. round. Packers would go to San Francisco, <laughs> which would be three games against Detroit in the span of what, a month? Yeah. Less than a month, right? Yes. Crazy. Oh, there you go. Uh, we'll, we'll keep you posted on that. And I think it's a weekly thing now. We need to dig through the percentages and the and the tiebreakers and see. Yeah, there's. There's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven teams that are either five and seven or six and six right now fighting for really three spots because the NFC South is one of the spots and then the two, the two wildcard spots. So we'll see. Okay, are you guys ready for a random Viking of the Week here? Yes. Let's do it. Okay. Absolutely. So all time, Judd with 62 wins, Declan with 30, I have 17. In the new era where we all competed against each other, Judd has 10. I'm tied with 10. Declan has four wins. Uh, Declan, by default, nailed Willie Offord because I pulled off three incorrect guesses last week. Came off firing. I did respect that. Willie Offord. Uh, Before that, Michael Jenkins, Amir Smith-Marset, Dwight Smith, and Robert Ferguson were the random Vikings. I'll give you guys a series of clues. You get up to three strikes or incorrect guesses. If you hit that third one, like I did last week, the other person wins by default. So be as aggressive as you want, but just know. (laughs) All right. This random Viking of the week was a second round draft pick. This random Viking of the week was a three-time All-Pro. Not Pro Bowler, but All-Pro. the list up just to make since it's so long yeah you can you can uh control f search just, if you need to yeah i'm just doing the random viking okay. this random viking once led the nfl in fumble recoveries like in a season so second round pick This random Viking played in two Super Bowls. Uh, I got got a feeling I know what you're doing here. 
and I sort of or, appreciate it. Or do I know that you think I'm going to do that, and so I'm well, being straightforward? No, you just sort of no, you just sort of gave away um, what I think you're doing. I think I figured out what you're doing. No, you think you, you know what I'm doing, but I know I, that you right. think I am yep. doing something. So I right. might just be being straightforward. No, I think you tipped your hand. I'm going to tell you right now. I think you tipped your hand. I think it's a. I, I, I think you blinked. Yeah, I think you blinked. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> this random Viking. Where was I at here? Okay, this random Viking. <laughs> I'll give you his size, too, so you can narrow it down. Six foot two, 222 pounds. This random Viking. Give me some of his family history. Earned a teaching degree in college. Well, Declan looks like he has a guess. I don't think this guy played in... I don't think this guy played in Super Bowls. Oh, Judd, Judd's on to something. Well, I... Well, you just tipped him off there, but yeah. In fact, this random Viking has a Super Bowl ring. No, he was so, dry. he played for more than just the Vikings, obviously. Uh, no, he well, yeah, that's all pro. Yeah, I all pro Super part. Bowl. The all pro part. So wait, um, so yeah. Super Bowl ring? Hmm. All right. Yep. Sorry, I was, I was no, asking myself. I, I'm not talking to myself during this. This random Viking. Rushed for 1,844 yards in his career, but had 14 rushing touchdowns. Maybe I don't know if I need to say but, but that seems like a lot of rushing touchdowns compared to the yardage. Maybe not. I don't know. All right, well, We've done that all right. guy. So he had 14 rushing touchdowns? Mm-hmm. Um... What's funny, though, is... Let me find this. Let's see here. Well, I'll give you this one. This uh, random Viking has 374,000 followers on Instagram. How many followers? 374,000. And how many yards did he rush for? 1,844. Oh, my God. Second Oh, my God. Instagram. Yeah, he had 14 rushing touchdowns in the NFL, only one rushing touchdown in college. Just looking that up. It's a little surprising. His last post on Instagram is uh, it's about the death of Bob Knight. Said, I never particularly liked being chewed out, whether it was uh, any coach, parents or any coach, but I understood it. I think we need more of that Bobby Knight today. Need more. Need more chewing out. Chew their asses. Chew their asses. So this guy, this guy... The pain look on Declan's face right now. Great. 
Well, I'm trying to narrow down positions. Here. I think I got the position. I just don't. What know position do you think it is? Who the hell it is? I'm not saying nothing. Yeah, I'm not saying I'm not, anything. I'm not, I'm not tipping off anyone. This is nope, nope. Super okay. Bowl ring. Super Bowl ring. This random Viking. I'm trying to think where I want to go here for you guys. Oh, yeah, no, you're doing good. I love Where's this. my clues. Um, this random Viking is part French ancestry. It says part French ancestry. What's funny about I gave you the the NFL rushing yards one thousand eight hundred forty four in college. This random Viking rushed for negative eighty nine yards. Yeah, a hundred ninety three attempts for negative eighty nine yards, an <sighs> average of negative half yard per carry. Okay, I think I uh, yep 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 yep. It's pretty crazy. Yep. Um, after a win in college, mm-hmm. the opposing coach was once quoted as saying. You can about this player. You can call it a miracle or a legend or whatever you want to. I just know that on that day, blank was larger than life. All right, I that clue didn't help me, but I I, I want to take a guess here. Here we go. This, this is, is the only one I first have. Guess in go. several weeks. Go go go! <laughs> Do it, Randall Cunningham. It's the only guy I can think of here. It is not Randall Cunningham. That's a good guess, though. I mean, it's it's a good guess. Have we done Cunningham? I don't think so. He's not Let's on my here. spreadsheet. No, add him to the list, man. We have not done Randall Cunningham. Isn't? Oh my god! I thought maybe he's maybe I'll do him next time. Snuck in as a so he, but he's an All Pro. This guy's oh, yeah. an All Pro. Okay, I'm, yep. I'm not saying I'm not saying this Cunningham random. Was, I'm just this random Viking. Yep. Was also, yep. Was also uh, an eleven-time Pro Bowler. No, this guy's not. <laughs> Can't be him. Um, He's a really good player. Really good player. Probably would have been drafted higher than the second round in retrospect, with eleven Pro Bowls. Oh this my god! Viking, oh my god! Brett Favre. Yeah, the gunslinger, the gunslinger. Oh Oh my god! (laughs) I was surprised. I thought he was more of a running quarterback at Southern Miss. Yeah, with with an emphasis in special education. So he was. Yeah, his parents were both teachers. (laughs) I had back to back wins for the Dexter. Let's go, Declan. Let's go. (laughs) I knew it was quarterback early. I was like, who? the hell is this i'm sure there's probably people That's, in our youtube comments section be like it was brett Favre very early and i'm, I'm never thinking, you know what my problem is i'm never thinking like I, I, like i'm like who is who's a like, you're, a you're thinking player. super obscure right yeah but there's, there's a lot obscure, dude there's a yeah. lot of big name vikings we have not done in random yeah. viking so so there it is nice job declan with the victory Oof. right there you know you know speaking of uh speaking of brett boy brett's had a couple injuries in his career brett's had some some doozies in his career. Maybe if Summit Orthopedics was uh, more available, I don't know how far back does Summit Orthopedics go. I don't know if they have any near Green Bay, Wisconsin, but 
here in the Twin Cities, 25 locations of Summit Orthopedics. And uh, it doesn't matter what type of pain you're dealing with, they can help you. No referrals are needed. They offer same-day appointments. If you're really hurting, they also offer walk-in orthopedic urgent care seven days a week from 8 a.m. until 8 p.m. You can learn more at summitortho.com. That is summitortho.com. The rushing yard thing is because um, sacks are counted as negative rushing yards in college. So you'd scramble around and just get and smoked. Get sacked. And, yeah. Yep. Yep. I knew this was a quarterback. Yep. I just yep. could not. God, that was painful. It was painful. <laughs> you know, old Brett might uh, old Brett might have had a dirty jersey once in a while. I mean, he's probably dragging stuff into his home with his dirty cleats, too. <laughs> That's where zero res can come in. So make sure your home is ready for the holiday gatherings. Make sure... The carpet, which, come on, once you get down there and actually smell that disgusting living room carpet, that's where Zero Res comes in with a 4.9 out of 5-star rating on Google with over 17,000 reviews. So here's what you can do. You can go to uh, ZeroResMinnesota.com or 9520Res and say you want the Scornor special to get three rooms Zero Resified starting at just $129. 9520Res or ZeroResMinnesota.com. Spell it forward or backwards. It spells the same. Zero res. Make sure you ask for the score north special specifically. So yeah, Brett Favre, man, it's funny. Like Brett Favre, I swore that we had done him, but mm-hmm. I control F'd yeah, I multiple times and we have not, we have not wow. done Brett Favre. Wow. We've done T Jack, Matt Castle, Rich Gannon. All these yeah. names popped in my head during this. I was like, John David Booty. Is it this guy? George, uh, Jeff George. We've done. Christian Ponder, big, so big many quarterbacks. Brad. Brad Johnson. Jeff George. Bubby Brister was one at one point. So there you go, boys. There's your random Viking of the week here on Purple Daily. It's Daily Vikings Entertainment. We just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die.